0: I left a little, a little bonus recording
1: there in the middle. Uh-oh. Hello again, and welcome to this episode of Locked and Moded. Uh, I am your host today, Jason Daphnis. I am joined by Seth Zerati. Hello, time out. Aren't we always the hosts? Well, last time you were, kind of. You spoke Uh, us in and and you let us out. Well, we're we're co-hosts, so we we just kind of do that. We're Venus and Serena, you know. That was the wrong analogy. Is it? Laurel and Hardy would be way better. We're not as funny. Venus and Serena do successful things um, and are like and decent people <laughs> and Laurel contributing and Hardy positively are to the world. <laughs> and Laurel and Hardy have been dead for years. <laughs> and most people don't know them. Right. Not really relevant in
0: modern discourse. Okay. Yeah. All right.
1: Yeah. Like I said. Locked and loaded with with Laurel and Hardy. uh, What are we going to talk about today, Seth? Actually, Jason,
0: I thought you were going to lead us off, but I'll prime you by saying...
1: <laughs> no, that's, that's the co-host's job.
0: <laughs> but... <laughs> How exciting is it to hear about all of this
1: EA bullshit? How that was—it was a topic of conversation where I work, and mm-hmm. I don't even like—I don't even work at a place that talks about video games very often. That is how far-reaching the whole debacle became. You mm-hmm. want to what? What happened? Let's start with the what. So, my understanding—I
0: uh, was looking for a timeline specifically, but I just was feeling too lazy. It's okay, you can Jackson Pollock Exactly. we are not beholden to time. At the (laughs) beginning of the week, uh, it comes out, you know, after these uh, review copies and the weekend like early access of Battlefront 2 come out, people start doing some number crunching and they realize that not only is a great deal of uh, Battlefront Twos content behind loot box paywalls uh a lot of it is also gameplay changing content, and it is so just like heavily infeasible logistically to earn it through just normal gameplay with some people saying you know if you wanted to unlock every single thing in the game without buying a loot box it would take like something like 40 days of like in-game time to unlock it.
1: Like 40 real days.
0: 40 real days. Yeah. Like 960 hours of
1: gameplay. Shit. Yeah. Uh, It could be more than that,
0: honestly. Game
1: of the year because it takes you a year. (laughs) Yeah, exactly.
0: Um, So people started getting, you know, this started circulating. People were getting upset.
1: And then I Can we can we pause? Here. What kind of content are we talking about? Are we talking about like just cosmetic stuff? I I am really asking, I'm not just like oh, no, 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 no. setting you up so, for the podcast. I really didn't look way too deeply into this. Right. So like one
0: of the the gameplay things is you can unlock like heroes and villains from the Star Wars universe uh as like a sort of like kill streak, you know, to borrow like Call of Duty's, you know, perk kind of thing. Sure. So like so you you start killing people, you build up this timer and then you can play as Darth Vader or Luke Skywalker or whatever. There's there's that all of those characters were behind paywalls. Uh certain like weapon buffs were behind paywalls. They're called cards where they you like, "Oh, for a match, you know, your reload speed is down by 25%" or
1: like Okay, they they had that in the first one, right, didn't they? Yeah. In the first uh, Battlefront reboot? But those just were gifted to you as a result of
0: match you know like how how well you did in the match
1: uh-huh. uh huh
0: but now because they're behind the paywall uh i've talked to a few co-workers where they were saying as soon as they booted it up you would just get ramshackled by other players that just bought a crap ton of these boxes and got, got these cards and so you were just it literally was not one to one competition. Like it wasn't skill based anymore. It was
1: how many cards
0: do you have equipped?
1: Uh, so it was literally a pay to win situation. It was, it
0: was literally pay
1: to win. Um, so yeah,
0: weapons, cosmetics, characters, uh, like vehicle specs. I believe.
1: Uh, all of you that. You can just go in fucking jacked.
0: Yeah. No, literally, like a- across the board. Um. And so, after all of this outrage, midweek, EA and DICE uh, do an AMA on Reddit.
1: I I saw about this, and I understand it didn't go well. It
0: did not go well at all. There was this whole thing going around where, like, the first post on Reddit that started this whole fervor. Was somebody who did the number crunching about how long it would take to unlock everything after that post was made and made it to the front page a um, i do not recall if it was an ea or a dice employee who was active on reddit you know outside of the ama earlier in the week commented uh this now infamous you know copy pasta of we want gamers to feel like a sense of entitlement and achievement through earning this stuff
1: and it really just
0: stank of you know like very insincere PR talk
1: um, did they use the word
0: entitlement
1: uh I might be I might be paraphrasing I was going to say that I know that has they, I know they had no good connotation I know they had like a sense of achievement um
0: yeah. and that be beca- that also, like, made internet headlines because it became the most downvoted comment in Reddit history.
1: Uh, when I checked it, it had like negative 380,000. The latest
0: I saw was <laughs> at negative 600,000.
1: Jesus Christ.
0: So, so, to try and save face, EA and DICE do this AMA. And basically, every answer they give well, one, they skirt basically every hard-hitting question that, you know, the Reddit community has. Mm-hmm. Um, so very little face-saving there. And then the responses they do give are, we'll look into that. You know, like, we're re-monitoring we're we're yeah, it. We we're, have we're, an eye on it, don't worry. Yeah, we're, we're, we're constantly reevaluating our uh, our microtransactions and um, this
1: was these were uh, representatives of EA or DICE both, you said both okay yeah the previous
0: comment on the the battlefront post i don't recall if that was ea or dice but the ama sure. was both of them uh a lot of those comments also became you know just horrendously downvoted and then by the week's end uh first ea slashed the unlock costs of uh all of these heroes from what i believe I, I haven't played the game but luke skywalker and darth vader were the most expensive at 60,000 in-game credits to unlock uh-huh and by the time of release i want to say they cut it to like
1: 30,000
0: or 20,000
1: you know what i saw I was doing a little bit of research before we started talking and, uh, I think it was games industry noted that, um, there was a review that pointed out prices for those heroes were taken down by, I think, 75% and that brought them down to like 15 maybe, but that it also, um, severely limited and decreased the amount of credits that you actually earned from it from, uh, single player stuff. Right. Oh. So it was, Sort of not quite a balance, right? More of not like to, an equality thing. Not to interject, but
0: that was also one of the original complaints too. Was not only was this content locked behind all of these paywalls, um, I say paywall, but it's you know RNG loot boxes, so you know take right. pay, a, take that. It's forward. a pay fence, <laughs> yeah. Uh, not a paywall per se, a pay barrier. <laughs> um, <laughs> the the way you earn credits has had at the time nothing to do with in-game performance whatsoever it was literally Mm. just time spent play and so you, you would complete a match regardless if you did terrible or you know you were the second coming of john wick you got the same amount of credits basically like regardless of skill all they were trying to do was entice you to buy loot boxes to speed up you know the uh
1: the loot accrual process. Yeah, the progression. And uh, if I'm not mistaken, there was also an element of this in single player, right? Uh, wherein you would earn credits that could be used for that stuff through single player missions, but that a lot, or no, an arcade, in mode, arcade I think mode, it was yeah. maybe. Yeah. In which you um you could earn credits, but it capped those at a certain point. Right. And then super like the scummiest versions of um of mobile gaming strategies for like increasing in app purchases and stuff. It would limit you time wise. It would say more credits unlock in 15 hours right. or something. But you could but it like put a cap on how many you could earn through your single player efforts. And I know that got a lot of mm. a lot of stink around it too. And it was ironic because the first battlefront reboot got flack for not having a single player mode and then this second reboot has a lot of flack for having a single player mode that like is serviceable in many respects and then botching literally everything else about it. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. Uh, so the, the last bit that happened and this probably ties into the, uh, the tweet you want to discuss was by the, also after they slashed the costs, they just came out and publicly made a statement saying we're turning off microtransactions and you know we'll reevaluate or i i believe you probably have it open if you want to you know give the statement
1: go for yeah it. i do i i i don't want to give the statement i want to uh, cap i just want to there are a couple of things i want to mention about sure. it first is that of course like shutting it down was one move personally i didn't see it coming you and i spoke about this as it was happening mm-hmm. and like i made very clear my uh expectation that they would not really budge on this very much and rather than not budge, they just stopped it altogether. They stopped monetizing their game. I don't know if that's back up now um or how long it's going to take them, but apparently discussions right after that that people had, you know, members of the media and such had with uh, EA and DICE was that they were just working, working on better ways to implement them in the game. Like, whether that was an, like... Adjusted earn rate or, uh, you know, uh, changing caps or whatever mm-hmm. um, or, or, you know, completely reworking what the actual like uh, purchasable items do. They were still planning to put these things back. I may have fallen out of the loop at the end of the week there about where that stands and where they belong. But it does not seem like it was a win, really. Just like an unexpected move that is <laughs> supposed to be like damage control. Mm-hmm. And that makes sense coming from uh, – some reports suggested – specifically identified Disney executives as coming forward to EA and DICE saying, you can't do this. You're ruining like the Star Wars brand by doing this shit with a video game based on it. Right. Uh, And so that – I'll bet 100% is what led people – is what led them to just stop it altogether because it like – that kind of a response where they say we're doing, we're redoing this. We didn't do this right, et cetera. Um, that, you know, it got like wall street panicking about it, about, uh, you know, investor relations and how it reflects on the brand and like day one sales and everything. Uh It'll be interesting to see how that plays out. But the other part of this statement is that I don't know why they would choose to keep this statement in like the star Wars fiction to the point where if you're looking at it, they released it as, uh at least on Twitter, they released a screen capture of the statement set to like the exact text and stylization of the opening crawl from Star Wars. <laughs> it just looks so goofy to me. I, I saw it and I thought, that's why did you brand a statement like that with the Star Wars brand? Why not just like make it simple? But it's got this, like the starry constellation background and everything. So what I wanted to do when I saw this, first idea I had. Was we need to do a dramatic reading of this, <laughs> and I, I want, I want you to take the white text in whatever way you want. Okay, I'll take the yellow text. Okay, uh, just let me. They uh... like, they bolded and uh, like double line spaced a couple of lines that were supposed to be the super damage controly parts, and then the rest is you know, uh, more apologia sort of. Right. Uh, just let me let me pull it up. Um, I, this I have this it is. In the chat. Without a doubt, the dumbest thing that I'll suggest we do, at least on this episode. <laughs> uh, so for the next seven days, you're, you're promised. Uh, but I do also intend to throw probably stock music. I don't want to get taken down by SoundCloud for having Star Wars music in the background. But something something piped in to make this right, a little right. bit less cringeworthy than it already is. Call it just, just
0: uh, search for royalty-free music uh, with the key term space opera.
1: <laughs> you would not believe how many times I've already searched that for this <laughs> podcast. Okay, uh opening up my web browser
0: so it can take me to Twitter.
1: You can you can do whatever you want to prepare for this uh okay. and if you're listening to this uh later on audience, you can just skip ahead. This might take us like 30 or 45 seconds. Uh I'll try and like signal it with a couple of claps okay. or something near the end. Here we go. You want me to take the white text I want you to take the white text just from the image okay. and not from the tweet right. itself.
0: As we approach the worldwide launch, it's clear that many of you feel that there are still challenges in the design. We've heard the concerns about potentially giving players unfair advantages. And we've heard that this is overshadowing and otherwise
1: great game. This was never our intention. Sorry we didn't get this right.
0: We hear you loud and clear so we're turning off all in-game purchases. We will now spend more time listening, adjusting, balancing, and tuning. This means that the option to purchase crystals in the game is now offline and all progression will be earned through gameplay. The ability to purchase crystals in-game will become available at a later date only after we've
1: made changes to the game. We'll share more details as we work through this. Oscar Gabrielson, General Manager at Dice.
0: <laughs> we better have some some regal music. <laughs> yeah, I was going to
1: say it's not going to be at all funny. Um <laughs> so yeah, that that was a whole a whole shitty situation. It'll be I just don't I don't know with EA even last week we were talking about how like it's it's shitty business and it's business but they're like they're making the Star Wars they're making Disney wins, right. right this
0: actually made me think about something so I was originally going to bring up how you know that this as shitty as it is is an example of like Consumers making companies aware of their dissatisfaction, uh, and being consistent in their message and you know, getting widespread awareness and the company reacting. Uh but then it got me thinking, because the other example that I was gonna bring up was when they released the when Capcom released the first trailer for Marvel vs. Capcom. Uh, which which Marvel versus Capcom? Uh Infinite, sorry, the, the latest. That's the newest one? Yeah. Okay. When they released the first trailer, there was a huge outcry about the character models, Oh, I remember Chun-Li's yeah, face. Chun-Li's face, exactly.
1: It and super they, goofy.
0: And they yeah, I mean it, it looked like a, a bad, you know, like mold uh
1: You remember activated. Do you remember like, ever playing with Sculpey? Did you ever play with that? Like it was, it was this, uh, clay that you would, you know, form whatever you wanted and put it on a pan and put it in the oven. And in like 15 minutes it was baked and fully like hardened. I know. Uh, yeah. Okay. Whatever. I was Um, homeschooled. I didn't know if it was a homeschool thing. She reminded me of one of the worst things that I made uh, in Sculpey (laughs) as a kid, which was supposed to be the dragon from Mulan. The what is it? Mushu. Right. Uh, And it just turned out terribly. He looked Mm. like a little flattened poop. Just some
0: carpenter body horror. Anyway, anyway, anyway. (laughs) Uh, There was this huge backlash from the gaming community about this game design. Uh, And it was just so widespread that Capcom ended up, you know, reworking the entire art. And I wanted to point to this as, you know, oh, like, consumer voice reaches the people causes change but then i realized this is a co-branded game with marvel also owned by disney <laughs> so what if disney Ugh. is just the puppet master of like you know well i mean protecting their brands they are well-known and well-loved brands so that makes sense that they
1: mm-hmm. want to see them grow but that would be diabolical you know, though and to to maybe think at about the, the end of the that...
0: day yeah you just need a, mega corporation on your side if you want
1: to get anything done and think about the suggestion there if if disney really is somehow behind it uh or like at least approving these things before they get out the door and then they can swoop in at the last minute and say hey ea you're doing bad stuff Mm. fix this right and then they become the perpetrator and the savior i think that might be a little bit of a reach uh because i don't i don't see disney uh, you know abusing their brand in other ways but it is it is a, a hilarious coincidence. I didn't even put that together. It's still hard for me to wrap my mind around the fact that some of like my most loved franchises and series from when I was a child mm-hmm. are now owned by a single company. Right. Anyway, yeah. Like I I too uh when I first read these statements and like saw the the um what Disney and EA and Dice were supposedly doing to rectify the situation, it was like, "Hey, Maybe there was a point to all of that rambling and all those terrible, you know, all that anger behind it—that incredibly downvoted statement, et cetera. Clearly, it sent a message. Uh, there's also an incredibly bad dark side to that too. I just that was a Star Wars reference. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I. Yeah, sure. I'm just. Uh, I'm 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 waiting. You should watch them sometime. They're pretty good movies. Um, are like I'll, three or four of them out now. I'll go see a Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> uh in which people and you know it's when a wall street journal story starts out with the phrase angry gamers Mm. i I just want to (laughs) kill myself right uh and it really was like it it rarely ends well right there was a lot of misguided anger about that a lot of people were like uh angry both like and it was classic gamer culture in which uh, they're both angry with EA and DICE for making the design decision to put in, you know, player unfriendly uh, monetization mechanics mm-hmm. and also mad at the people reviewing the game for pointing them out. Uh there were a lot of things that I because I follow a lot of people who write professionally about video games or at least sure. are in promotion of them, uh who wrote about like getting some really nasty uh, either threats or just comments about the reviews for pointing these things out and for letting them factor into the game. And they wanted to say, like, well, what is the game without it? Is the game without them any good? And it's like, this is a significant part of the game, That's, apparently.
0: That That is nonsensical because they're is angry it, about the same thing.
1: I don't mean to make this just like an angry rant part of the, no, this episode, nothing. but I I just get – like, I've spoken to people who don't play games before about mm-hmm. how I just – I don't like to call myself a gamer for that exact reason because Mm -hmm. gamers are these things. They are these contrarian uh, sort of contradictory angry mass of people who just want like every game to be a perfect thing and every game to be every game that they want. It's just, it makes me, like I said, I, I still want to kill myself even after venting (laughs) about this. Right. Uh, I suppose I should also
0: take this moment to say uh, in part of that outrage the a few you know uh deplorables uh in the game Uh, we're making death threats to dice developers
1: yeah yeah like
0: that that is just so i guess i guess we should just make like a a a locked in motive statement on it like that is not okay you know like
1: no no a
0: hundred percent not like jesus find a different hobby like (laughs) Yeah, um, find
1: one that's not going to make you so angry all the damn time. I never <laughs> like
0: make a, you know, a hobby out of therapy, maybe. <laughs> 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 no, I mean I I completely agree with the fact that reviewers are including, you know, like the microtransactions as part of the gameplay experience because it it literally is the like core gameplay feedback loop. Like you get right, the you unlock stuff, you use that in game. It was a lot more stuff. Like, that's and there was, and playing. there
1: was this, there was this perception that like, the that's not part of the game, right? Or it shouldn't have been part of a review about it. But what people, consumers, I'm just going to call them gamers, mm-hmm. seem to expect is that, or don't seem to understand is that a review is supposed to be a subjective evaluation of a of a person's time with a game, mm-hmm. not just like the good parts of what they liked about it, not just like in a vacuum was this fun to sit in the dark and play it's about everything that contributed to like their their experience with it including you know uh, aggressive uh paywalls and you know uh, really obtrusive monetary um factors and stuff it just like i i lose a lot of hope when i see something that's good like a company apparently listening to its uh, you know, potential customers, mm-hmm. for whatever reason, that's just backed up by this terrible, toxic view of what what gamers are owed as gamers. You know,
0: yeah, that is a um,
1: a woefully
0: misguided and entitled opinion to have as a consumer. <laughs> like, yeah, I I get that. You know, like. Fight the hand that feeds if it, if it's feeding you shit, but like it's also the hand that feeds you. So you know, at the end of the day, if companies again just decide that oh, this isn't profitable and it's not worth the headache. Then there's just no more games,
1: And or, I mean, or no
0: triple A games at least.
1: Right, right. Okay, that's that's probably all that I've got into me about that. But I think there's one other topic we wanted to discuss that again comes back to angry gamers and uh i think yeah yeah really go figure uh there are more of them (laughs) um and i want to talk about that after we take a short break do you want to talk about that after we take a short break
0: oh i i just thought the short break was gonna happen
1: right there no no i need feedback from you. this is a a -a tete-a-tete this is back and forth
0: Uh, oh okay then yes after the break we will talk about more angry gamers For all the listeners who might be here during the break, uh, this is Sassaray endorsing Fire Emblem Heroes. It's a great time-wasting game. Fire Emblem Heroes, iOS and Android. For the really download. This was not paid for by Intelligent Systems or Nintendo. It's a game I only
1: Break. Hopefully you heard some good music or something in the middle there. Um, so we just left off talking about EA and some unfriendly practices that they're uh, fixing somehow and uh, sort of dovetailed into, a, into a wild but incredibly true statements about angry gamers. Mm-hmm. And this next one is not – this next story is not uh, so much – uh, a, a result of something that angry gamers did but something that made gamers angry sort of uh this is uh angry gamers origins um <laughs> uh they're calling it like a reinvention of the series. Right, yeah, yeah. Player Unknowns Battlegrounds was okay. nominated at the game awards uh oh. for, for Game of the Year. And I saw and it's probably just first hand experience, but a lot of people getting angry about it. Uh it is alongside let's see what other games. Um Super Mario Odyssey, that, Zelda Legend of Zelda
0: Breath of the Wild, PUBG, uh the new Persona game
1: 5, Persona believe, 5
0: and
1: Horizon Zero Dawn. Did you know that off the top of your head? Yep. Damn, I did not. I was going to google it. Uh but that that's correct. Um so what what do you think is is that uh I don't know if you paid attention to that, but is that something that sort of stirs you or something you would have uh second thoughts about so my I had two thoughts uh
0: disclaimer I have not played uh player unknowns battleground so
1: oh neither neither have I
0: okay, so just wanted to get that out of the way um I know when the nomination list came out, both of us were pretty uh pretty confident that if not Legend of Zelda winning Super Mario Odyssey would win uh by a comfortable margin uh but I do remember making a case for Player Unknowns Battleground just from a social standpoint because I know it is one of the most widely uh and habitually streamed games on Twitch. I know that you know, like it has created this crazy um, online community. It mm-hmm. you know brought up, it revitalized the stream sniping practice. Um,
1: and I, know, I'm not I'm not super familiar. Is that the idea of like watching somebody stream while you're playing against them? No, it's people who find
0: streamers and get into their lobbies specifically to. Single them out and kill them. Uh, oh,
1: so it's like it's like an audience member playing the same game they are yes. while watching them play that game so yeah. that they can kill them. Yes. <laughs> That's dirty.
0: It is. It's yeah. It's uh Yeah. Anyway, I remember making that social argument. Um but I find myself agreeing with the actual creator of the game. Uh I don't remember his name. Uh uh,
1: it's it's an unknown. Right. Exactly. No, his, na- his name is Brendan Green. I remember this. Okay, thank you.
0: Uh, I remember Brendan Green was saying, you know, that this is a like an early build of the game and while people are playing it, it's early access so it shouldn't be considered a complete game to be judged. Uh, so I know that that's sort of a, a cop out maybe,
1: but that's but your stance, it, yeah, yeah, your stance on it then falls on the side of it shouldn't have been nominated.
0: It shouldn't like, have been nominated,
1: er, even if you're not so incredibly correct. like convicted about it. You still would like if it came down to a fifty-fifty choice.
0: Sure, yeah. If it was, if it was between, I, I don't know, like what whatever subjectively the weakest game on that list is, and PUBG, I would say the other game just because it's a finished and released game. <laughs>
1: Okay. I I didn't know that we were going to fall on different sides of this, but I do. I fall on the, it absolutely has the right to be nominated. Oh, okay. The discourse. It, 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 we are right in the middle of it. It's like that thing from Harry Potter where the two streams of whatever. Do you remember that part? Yeah, it's... um, uh, priori and Cantatum. Yes. There we Wait, go. Wait, no, no, no. I thought
0: priori Cantatum was when they... I thought it. I was just. It's going what happened now. Now I'm here's what. Going off the Latin, like it the cantatum. Yes,
1: but that's what happens when those two forces are like battling against each other, Super Dragon Ball Z style. But you I know thought that, that
0: was happening because they had the same wand core.
1: From I, I don't remember from Phen- from the Harry same Potter Phoenix is so seven. stupid. Uh- off uh- the
0: brakes, hard pivot, <laughs> go back to
1: Puffy. <laughs> <laughs> We're turning this car around.
0: Uh, let us know in the comments who's right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> if uh, on on what on the discourse or on whether or not Harry Potter no, is stupid.
0: No, no ex- exactly what the cause of the Gallant Gun Kamehameha beam battle between Harry Potter and Voldemort was caused by.
1: I can think of one person on Earth who would a listen through this podcast long enough to get to this point and b know the answer to that. That is a very very small Venn diagram overlap. <laughs> it is
0: it, it is one
1: circle. <laughs> Uh, So anyway, so I, I, like I said, I fall on the, I think it should be nominated Mm -hmm. uh, because game awards and we'll get more into like the overarching, like the real usefulness of the game awards at this point uh, later. But right now, solely because it has such a cultural impact, I still think that it is a completely viable uh, contender. I don't think that it will win. Mm -hmm. I want to preface like everything else with that. I do not think that this game will win it, but I think it totally deserves to be acknowledged because mm. think about another game that had such a large impact on like the gaming world. It it unseated uh what are some of the most like streamed games? There's got to be like League of CS- Legends and, CSGO, and Counter-Strike.
0: CSGO. Yeah.
1: Uh Overwatch etc. It unseated those pretty handily and blew up even if it's gone next year. That's what the game awards are for, right? Is to recognize games that had a big impact or whatever. There are some, uh, slight concessions that I'll make in terms of the actual, like, uh, wording of, of the, the awards. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently let's see. Uh, the phrasing that they game. use is <laughs> it's a, it's a game, man. No, I do I don't, I don't, I'm, I'm going to finish this thought. And then I've got another, this is what podcasting is about. So the description of the game of the year is – or the award is to recognize a game that delivers the absolute best experience across all creative and technical fields. That is the only point at which I will say that maybe like – maybe there's something to your side of the argument is mm-hmm. that it is not a technically complete thing, mm-hmm. right? It's – is it even beta yet or is it mm-hmm. still alpha early access? Whatever early access, that connotes. yeah. Yeah. So the notion that it can't – that it isn't a game, I think I completely – uh, like I, I disagree with that, but the notion that it isn't a complete product, sure, but we're not recognizing complete products that you went into a store and bought on a shelf. It reminds me a lot of, I don't remember if, uh, gone home was one of the games that was up for game of the year at most places, but it reminds me of that where just because it's like something that isn't, uh, you know, a comparable technical product to something else, uh in whatever else released that the game or that the year that uh Gone Home did, that it's not like a viable contender for for that award. Uh or that it shouldn't be considered a game. I think that this is totally a game. Why would you say that it's not? Mm-hmm. And it should be said that the people who chose this, I think the reaction to the whole announcement that it was nominated was like, you know, how are the game awards so how could they be so stupid it's not whatever. But like the people who choose these nominees are chosen, are, 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 uh, are a, a panel, a jury panel from apparently 51 different media outlets across the world. Uh, and that includes like big names like IGN and, uh, you know, Polygon and Time, etc. cetera, for, to like way more mainstream things like USA Today and Wired. So it's not just, you know, the the opinion of a single person, Jeff Keeley, didn't say. You know, I had some fun streaming PlayerUnknown's Battlegrounds the other night. It should be game of the year, or at least it should be in the running. It's you know, it's it's a it's a decision by hundreds of people that uh, voted. Yeah, it probably should be at least recognized, right? So I, for those reasons, I still can't say that you know it's a fun game. I've never played it, but I've seen it played. I have seen some of the like critical thought around it and i think that it's totally valid do you have like where are we at in that in that discussion in that conversation
0: no i mean i agree for me it's literally that the fact that even the game developer himself said you know like this this game shouldn't be considered it's not finished
1: isn't, uh, isn't that just him being humble though like yeah no i i get that uh and like
0: I said before, like, my initial reaction was, yeah, it had a big, like, social impact. So that that should be
1: recognized. I just, um... It just... Yeah, it's not even just social impact, though. It's mm-hmm. not just, you know, it got everybody talking. It has become a new thing that other game developers are going to do. Right. I mean, you'll find 150,000 uh, piece list pieces online about games that should do, like, a Battle Royale mode next. Or, mm-hmm. like, uh, you know, all of that side of it. But then there's like Fortnite, Mm -hmm. uh, literally about a fortnight into its release (laughs) came out with a battle royale mode that has Mm -hmm. become largely successful and has really like taken off for that game. People just like this new format. I think that it's, if not spawning a new like genre, it's Mm -hmm. thrown in a lot of new ideas to the like massively multiplayer online shooter genre. Uh, and I think for that alone, it it should be nominated. I still think in every single respect, design, creativity, technical execution, something like Zelda or even Persona 5, which I have no special love for that series because I've never really finished one, but even any one of those other games, I think will win, mm-hmm. but like it, it stands shoulder to shoulder with anything that like uh all of the... Think about the revenue that like that game and the attention that that game generated for the people who voted the, the, the commission, the jury who chose the nominees, right? Mm-hmm. They, they're looking at their web stats thinking, well, holy hell, we've got exponentially more traffic for stories and videos and pieces about player unknowns battlegrounds than about Persona 5. Uh, there's just a lot of attention here. A lot of people knew, knew about this. And he, like I said, even if it's gone next year, it'll still be remembered as a game that sort of dominated people's attention in 2017. Okay. No, I, I guess I, I feel I, more I strongly so. about this than I thought. Right. Yeah. Um, I know earlier you
0: mentioned you had two points. Did you already cover the second point or were you kind of just extrapolating on the first?
1: I might've been just extrapolating because I can't remember even saying that I had two points. <laughs> okay. Oh, oh, right. oh! I, I just the overarching like importance of the Game Awards. That is a way bigger discussion, I think. Okay. But like we touched on it a little bit where I was going with that by talking about the media outlets that uh, nominated yeah, how, these how games. Okay. Yeah. Well, how how it came to be, sort of. But I mean, from the outside, ask like, even if it's not an old person. Yeah, I was going to say <laughs> ask like your your grandfather or your uncle or somebody about what are these games they know about or what they've heard about, uh, or even if they know about the game awards. And it's probably not like, it's not a game that's going to have an incredible cultural significance outside of gaming. And it's probably not like the game awards still aren't very relevant outside of the, uh, uh, you know, the, the game community, but it's like when you zero in on that, I think it totally has that clout. Okay. And I and I haven't played it, and I'm not incredibly likely to play it when it comes to a system I own. (laughs) That uh, that takes
0: something special to admit that. Uh,
1: thank you. Who was that? Uh, somebody on the
0: street sharing their opinion of other passerbys.
1: (laughs) What did he say? Uh, I I just heard.
0: Thank you.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Uh well, uh, that is all that I wanted to talk about, and I think we've got a pretty good, healthy chunk of a podcast there. What do you think? I agree. I think. Uh, I think we got a, a good,
0: uh, good swath. Swath. Half cloth, half swath.
1: Swath. <laughs> God, I hate that. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well. <laughs> All right. Uh, Thank you again for listening to Locked and Moded. Uh, We will be trying to get this back going next week. So we'll talk about whatever stupid shit happens uh, the week of November 20th. Thanksgiving. Yeah, I'm going to be going home for Thanksgiving. What are you doing? I am going to go see my family
0: in Rochester, New York.
1: Nice. Nice. Shout out to the 585. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know about that. I'm not comfortable with that. Okay. You might have you might have decreased our potential reach by mentioning mm-hmm. a specific location. See you next. Bye.